0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW proof. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies
1: and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson.
2: And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner.
1: Greg, haha, We're going to have an interesting show tonight.
2: Yeah, I just hope that everybody can keep their punches to themselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the topic is, is, you know, an intriguing topic. It's something that people have been talking about for, you know, for quite a few years now. You know, especially in the past two or three years.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: is is this country ready for change? Are we? And the change we're talking about is... Are we ready for a black president? Are we ready for a woman president? Are we?
2: Well, you know what? I've received a lot of emails from people saying, what difference does it make? The race is, I could care less if the person is white, black, purple, green. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. We just need the best
1: candidate in office. Well, you know, I agree. But in all honesty, what if that best candidate just happens to be a woman? And uh, and when I say that, I mean in Hillary Clinton. Let's say she becomes the next president of the United States. Hmm. Do you believe that people are ready for that?
2: You know what? You know, I, I look at it like this. I look at it, was the country ready for Martin Luther King? Oh. Hmm. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I don't think the entire country is ready. I think things will just happen. People are just ready. I think uh. individuals, I think as, as people, we're ready. But you can never satisfy everybody.
1: I agree, I agree. But listeners, we want you to call in. We want you all to chime in on this. Our call-in number is 718 508 000. That's 718-508-9600. We want yours, you all's opinion.
3: Mm.
1: You know, We want you all to call in or hit us on the chat lines, hit us up on the email, hit us on MySpace. Tell us what you think. You know, Greg, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, this very same topic. And they said adamantly. I'm voting for Barack Obama. If he's in the race, I'm voting for him, hands down, just because he's a black man, hmm. and I'm a black woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, and it, interestingly, there was someone else who made the same identical comment, and they they're just saying we need to have, you know, somebody up there that represents us, mm-hmm. because and, and you know and it's like. Well, and I laughed at that because I said, how do you know that person represents you? Because just because they're the same color as you doesn't necessarily mean they represent you. Right. Or just because they're a woman and you're female doesn't necessarily mean they represent your ideals, your values. Right. You know, but they said, they, you know, they were just adamant. I don't care. So do you do you think that uh most people vote, you know, based on... Their emotions and because they're just they just passionate about that particular candidate, just because Well, you know how can you be really sure
2: you see you see the candidates in so many different positions you see them change what they say over and over and over back and forth
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know we we're, we're shown so many different sides of that person, and it's like who is the real? Who is this real person? Who is, is this really the president? Is this person going to change when they get in office? A lot of times we've seen in past uh, candidates, they say they're going to do one thing, and they get in office and they do the other thing. I think some people make their decision based on how a person looks. Uh, they based their, you know, their opinion, and, and, they, and they waste their vote. Well, not waste their vote, but they they make their vote based on where the person lives or what side of the country they're on.
1: You know, I can remember being in a, in a contest where we were all picking delegates. And it just so happens to be, uh, it was actually at a church I used to attend, and we were picking delegates to go to the national conference. And so I was picked as an alternate delegate from my church. And so the original delegate didn't show up, so I, was, I had to be placed in the voting because that Correct. person didn't show up. And... Uh, it was funny because as we got closer and closer to getting the last two people that were going to be chosen as delegates everyone started saying, well, your church goes somebody from your church goes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, or somebody from your area goes all the time. So they start voting based on the fact that this person wasn't wasn't in their area. Mhm. Or or this person was in their area. You know, and, I, and, you know, I remember one of the other guys that was uh, running in the race, and he says, I have all the knowledge and, and expertise because I've studied the issues that will be um, addressed during the conference.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wanted to give him my vote, <laughs> you know, because I was like, Wow, if you know all these things, then he starts spit you know, because they give you a few minutes just to talk, say, say who you are. So he chose to talk about the issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was so smart of him to do that, get the people to understand the issues. Well, it all boiled down to the fact that this one lady really wanted to go. She hadn't got a chance to go. And so she got up there, and she talked about how her church is the smallest church, and they're never represented, and they haven't had a representation, and everybody voted for her. Well, I didn't, and I'm sure he didn't, but everybody else decided we'll just vote her in.
2: Sorry. Feel, feeling sorry. They felt
1: sorry for her.
3: Yeah.
2: And
1: it made me think about, you know, the emotional thing that Hillary went through the other day and the fact that people respond to emotional stimuli. Yes, they do. You Brian, know, if people, people hold
2: on just a second. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to that.
1: Okay.
3: The Daily Tribune classified section. May I help you?
0: Yeah, I'd like to place an ad for an apartment I'll be renting out.
4: Okay, how should the ad read?
0: Uh, Sunny one bedroom, 850 square feet, modern kitchen, hardwood floors, $1,000 a month rent.
5: Available immediately, unless you're African American, Hispanic, Asian... Middle Eastern, Indian, or a member of any other minority group. Okay. Uh, apartment is also unavailable if you are female, have children,
1: a disability, or believe in a non-traditional religion.
3: Anything else, sir? No, oh, yeah. Can we have that? Pets are okay. Certainly.
0: Unfortunately, housing discrimination isn't always this obvious. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status. Call 800-669-9777 or visit HUD.gov. Fair housing—it's not an option; it's the law. Brought to you by HUD and the Ad Council.
2: So Brian, you know we people make their decisions based on how the candidate responds, or how that candidate comes out this particular day, and they say something this type of way. It's all—they they play mind games, and it works.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. It you know, works. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yes, I'm not, I was just saying that it, it's a powerful tool how they know exactly how to uh, persuade you to vote for them.
1: Yes, you know, I, I remember seeing, uh, I can't remember if it was John McCain or something. Yeah, it was John McCain, and he was in New Hampshire.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: he, I think he was making a speech about um the fact that he he made his comeback, so to speak, in New Hampshire, and he started talking to some of the constituents, and he was saying how, you know, he he wants to um, show, you know, other people with their strong Judeo-Christian values, and immediately it made me think about the fact, and I said, wow, he's playing to the constituency because the people he was talking to, you know predominantly had strong Judeo-Christian values. They were Christians. And you know, and he and he played that up. And so he started talking to the crowd. Basically, that was the crowd he was in. You know, and it made me think about what do you do when the crowd doesn't look like you? How can you play to that crowd?
3: Mm.
1: You know, um in the case of uh Hillary Clinton, she played to the crowd. If you look at where she was when she uh, had the emotional, uh, you know, sort of outcry. She was around all females. I didn't see any males in the picture. They were all female, or just about all female, I would guess. And it made me think. She played to the hearts and minds of the crowd. You know, and I listened to other radio shows, and I heard um, on, I think it was on the Sean Hannity show, and he had another call. Uh, he had one of his callers that was saying how she was so upset with that and that she felt like that was staged and how could she break down. And what would be, you know, when she had to make tough decisions, you know, what would she do?
3: Mm. Well, you know, you what, know,
1: Would she break down? Would she cry over it? Would she show emotion when it's time to send, you know, our troops into battle? You know, would she show emotion when it's time to say uh, we have to cut funding in this particular thing that... Affects you know uh social services mm. you know I mean, and there's nothing wrong with showing compassion I but, think you know mine,
2: i think I think what she was doing, I may be wrong, but this is just what i what I feel because of of sincerity and compassion not being shown in the White House because you know the president we have right now, he don't really show a lot of uh a lot of that, so I think she was showing the american people that she's just not you know she's not going to be that type of president to do or be the way that he is i think she's showing him, showing us the side that that's been missing
1: ah so you now, so you it, think she's just basically showing her more human side versus well, being a stoic and resolute you know grand marshal and 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 again and this is not to take a shot at right but, um at the at its current sitting president. Right. But, you know, you have to be that way in certain times. hmm You know, in times of war, which right now we're, you know, we have this thing that's called a war on terror. You know, and, and, and just a side note, I was speaking to, I think it was my aunt this morning, and we were talking about um, the war and, you know, the government. You know, we talk about all these different type of issues. And we were talking about how um, in one of... Uh, President Bush's debates he talked about the ability of the United States government to be able to fight a war on two fronts and so I asked I posed the question to my aunt what were those two fronts you know and immediately I thought she was going to say Iraq and Afghanistan but she said no domestic and abroad and I was like wow She's up on her stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's really what the case is. The whole war on terror is a never-ending war because there's been terrorists even before the word terrorist was ever used. they are always going to be terrorists as long as the ideology is there. You know, so what would a president, okay, like let's say here it is, you have an African-American president who's already been victimized his forefathers have been victimized his race has been victimized because just because of who they are and w- the religion that they serve you know he's been scrutinized he's not black enough in one sense in another sense he's he's trying to act black too to black you know he's not dark enough for some people he's not light enough for some people you know he's not as, as charismatic you know, he's too charismatic.
2: Can he? You know, I w- I want to ask this: Do you think at any point people will ever treat him fair? You know,
1: I'm not sure. I I tell you this, and you know, and um, in our chat room, I agree with you, Davalos. And I'm hope I'm saying your name right. He's, Davalis, in our chat room says, I think younger people are fine with a black woman, a black or woman president. I think some people are not ready. Many older people are still bigoted and not empowering to women. And well, that is true. I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I agree with yeah. You know, I, I was, the comment I was going to make was, when you look at it, because of the way that our culture, and, I, when, and when I say our culture, I'm, I'm sort of saying that MTV, BET, VH1 culture, the younger generation, we don't see color as a huge issue anymore.
3: Right.
1: You know, and with the advancing, um, all the advancement that women have made, you know, we actually embrace women more than we used to as leaders. hmm See, back when, and, and I'm just speaking from my own experience, back when I was young, my grandfather was... He ran the house, but I mean, my grandfather. He ran the house. He didn't say anything. Grandma did all the talking. But he ran. He, but everybody understood. If Granddaddy says a word, it's, it's some boy, somebody in trouble. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: But Grandma ran the house, and Grandma' strength. She is basically like this. Grandma would would have all you. All, you knew all the rules. You got all the instruction from Grandma. She would tell you everything that you needed to know, and the muscle came from Granddad. And so now here it is: what people, you know, as you, as we in, in this younger generation, we're not really used to that, where there's a strong man male role model that's b- being protruded, you know, that's being out there. They're used to Grandma making all the rules and you basically you don't even pay attention to grandpa you know you know he's there but you don't pay attention to him well now especially in you know you know sadly in our african american generations grandpa's not there right so the only strong the only strength they see comes from grandma because she's had to take take on that role of being strong so yeah the younger generation they see no problem with having a woman president a black president because they've seen black people have to struggle and they, and they want to automatically blame the Republican party because the Republican party says we want to take social services away. Well, social services is how most black people were able to get by because they weren't being offered any jobs back then. They weren't being given any opportunities back then. So, you know, it, it was like, what do you do? But you know, you immediately I, start. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry.
0: You, you
1: immediately start to sort of align yourself with the party that wants to do those things, that want social services, that want to be able to give you that handout. You know, versus the party that says, we don't want to give it. We cutting all the handouts. We're going to give you opportunities. but if you haven't been taught how to go how to you know get to those opportunities or do something with those opportunities then where are you you know Greg, let's go to the phone lines let's get the our, our listeners take on this we have a caller in the 608 area code caller are you there uh, do you hear me
3: yes yes. Sir.
1: yes oh this is this is
5: Dave Wallace how you doing and, and this is the first time I ever calling a blog radio, okay, but I kind of have an opinion about this I think okay, go ahead sir yeah i I kind of I'm a listener i I agree with a lot with with what you were saying, and I think in my experience growing up like people that are older than me, especially rural people and whatnot, not they you know they 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 are slow to change and they they won't they won't accept things like that like a black president or a, or a woman president in cities people are a little bit more open minded but there's still still a lot of that kind of thing you know
2: yes yes you know what I, I was talking with a, somebody today and I tell you yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about men and Hillary Clinton, some men they just cannot handle. I don't even think they're looking at her issues. I don't think they're looking at anything other than this just, just being a woman, and she's not supposed to be in power.
5: Well, they think that she's too too strong of a woman maybe? or
2: do I don't think? know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that old mentality of thinking uh, a woman can't do certain things. Uh uh-huh. But but do you think if if we put Hillary Clinton in office, do you think it's the same as putting Bill Clinton back in charge?
5: No, I think Hillary is kinda of independent of Bill and has his, his she has her own agenda. Yes. yes. Personally I, I think I, I think we should have a woman president. I think a woman president women think better in certain ways than men do. Mhm. And and they have less ego, and they're more like- less likely to go to war over uh ridiculous things like our country always does you know yeah
2: yeah
5: you know they would they won would would deal with it in a different ways yeah do you and think, think this,
2: do you think this country would embrace uh, an african american president
5: i think a lot uh a good portion would but i think there, there are a lot that wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really. There's just all different segments of society, and I think, and you get you get in rural areas, and they're just they're not there. You know, you get I think more more cities where there's a lot of rural areas where they they have they have no. They really don't know bl- black people and they're just mm-hmm. bigoted and it's just the yeah. way it is, you know. There's a lot of people in this country, no matter, you know, what you would like to think, that's a lot whole lot of that around, especially like r- the real old generation, be... You know? yeah. ain't, ain't
1: but, I don't know. Does that make sense? You know? Yes it does. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You basically you know and I laugh because when you said the the rule, you know, the immediately I the good old boy syndrome is what yeah, I call. That's that's still around. Man. Yeah, you know, and sadly, you see that still occurring even in two thousand eight. Yeah, shoot, it's still there. Now, you know, I'm kind of blessed. I
5: work at Oscar Mayer Madison, and we have such a racial diversity, and then we got so many women supervisors, and everything works great. You know, and I think mm-hmm. I'm 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 totally trying to be color blind and. And you know, and um, and give woman their due. You know, that's where I'm coming from. You know. Yes. But yeah. But I'm not. I'm not every. I'm not every white white man. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of people haven't experienced different ra You know, races as much. You know, there's a lot of people are just isolated.
2: Yes, you know and they're they thinking. Yes. Do you yeah. think overall this country? Do you think this country is ready for that big change? That big uh-huh. next step?
5: I, I think it could happen, but I think the way the electoral system goes the the more redneck rural people out west that that there's actually less people have too much to say, and they won't, won't happen, <laughs> yeah, guess you No, know. because because the way the electoral system works it's the same reason why we' still got a republican president,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know the majority of people actually don't want it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> it's just the way the system works. The way the system works is a uh, minority of of people have more have too much say. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes, I know exactly what you're saying. So that's going to
1: come into play with that quite a bit, I think. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was I was thinking about something when you uh, you talked about the. The electoral votes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting the way that that the electoral system works. Mm -hmm. It's based on representation. And the representation is not based on the number of people that live in your state. No. It's based on the number of people who actually go out and are registered voters and vote. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why they say hurry up, make sure that you're registered, because once you register the vote, whether you vote or not, they tally that number up to decide whether your electoral votes will change in the next election or not. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. What I think most of the people are fearing is that you'll have such a huge influx of new voters. See, the people that are out there now... Uh, that are wanting to push for Hillary and wanting to push for Barack Obama mm-hmm. these mostly are young vibrant new voters it's right. not the baby boomer gener- you know baby boomer yeah. generation yeah. that's yeah. really having the huge push it's more of the the y generation and yeah. and i guess what's the, the next one is the uh the pc generation
3: mm-hmm.
1: or the myspace generation right you know yeah that's and correct. so these are the people who are actually generating the most buzz. The mm-hmm. the problem that, well, not really the problem, but when you look at a guy like Barack Obama,
3: mm-hmm.
1: he's young, he's fresh, he has you know he, he he's exciting, he's charismatic, you know he's a family man, you know he's you you see him he embraces his wife, he loves his wife, you know, and she's no slouch either, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they're good with their kids, you know. So he's he he's he's, and his whole campaign is basically been set up that way. He wants to present himself and his family. He wants to present himself as a family man with true true family values. That's the platform and the position that he's taken,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so that intrigues us. Yep. You know that intrigues that intrigues most people that are you know, that are down and out on their luck, who haven't had that father figure, who haven't had that nuclear family that they may have wanted. So they want that type of leadership. They want that type of person that looks like they have a take-charge attitude and mindset. And on the other hand, with Hillary, she's using the fact that she has experience in the White House, being that she was a former first lady. She has experience in politics, being that she's been involved with them for 16-some-odd years. So she's counting on her experience and also the fact that she's a female. Mm-hmm. You see, this yeah. isn't the first time a female has run for president. You know, if you oh, can remember... Maybe the first time where they have actual chance to do it. Wait, yeah. Right. Saying. You know, I mean, if you can remember Shirley Chisholm, you know, she was not only the first person to run for president, uh first yep. female to run, she she's also ago, the first it? black. Yeah, that was
2: a long time ago. Well, since yeah, Reconstruction,
5: a real, long, real long time ago. Yes, right? before I was born or something, wasn't it? Like way, way back. I, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. But I think your point is: I think with a woman in black, you will have people vote that never voted before. So absolutely, you just, you just don't know what might happen. You know, and I, I think a lot that's of disenfranchised really what's in America. There's all kinds of disenfranchised people in this country that mm-hmm. don't vote because they think it's just. It's just no reason to
1: Right. And, see, and then you also have the issue where there are a lot of people that are upset with the war in Iraq. Mm. They had no problem with the war in Afghanistan oil prices didn't go up. Mm. We run to Iraq, Oil prices go up, they shoot up. You know, we mm. send all of our supplies over there to rebuild Iraq, then Katrina mm. hits us. And you know, mm. and so it was like this it's almost like this rolling ball that just kept picking up people and steam like the commercial. You know, and, I think uh,
5: even, even Republicans don't like Bush, <laughs> well, the
1: conservative ones, because he spends too much money. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, well, you know, the thing is... They, they showed their hand, and people are just sick of it. You know, you know they they said that the government shouldn't hold on to your money. And this is yeah. back when, I think when Clinton was in, we had a surplus of a couple trillion dollars when he left office. Yeah. And immediately, that surplus of a couple trillion is headed towards $10 trillion in an And, you know, in a deficit by 2010. Mm -hmm. You know, so literally in eight short years, you know, or six short years, they've turned this, well, seven years now, I would guess, going into eight. But they turned uh, uh, a surplus of, of, what, $4 trillion surplus into a nine, eight or $9 trillion deficit with more money to come out.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, I have, uh, yes. Brian
2: it, it, um, right after this quick message, I, I have a question for both of you guys. Hold, hold on just a second.
4: I was the last one of all my friends to do it. After I did it my first time, I told everybody. I had such a big mouth about it. You got all that energy flowing inside, and you go in and commit.
2: 20 million women didn't vote in the last presidential election. This November 7th, do something really important for your country. Vote.
4: A beautiful thing.
2: Sponsored by Women's Voices, Women Vote, a nonpartisan organization that does not support or oppose any candidates. Now, who do you think Hillary will choose as a vice president? Or who do you think, Obama or any... I haven't heard anybody say anything about who they're going to uh, bring on with them.
5: I don't, I don't really have a clue. I haven't really looked into it that much. Yeah, I, I,
2: I was trying to figure out who would they bring in? Because it's almost as if you don't see anybody with them.
5: Well, maybe you know,
1: pick the losers in the primaries. <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought at first what would happen is that if either one of them lost, that they would go for each other as a running mate. And then I said, no, they wouldn't do that. Because they had already attacked each other so much by the time that they'd have to... Cons- you know, one of them would have to concede that it just wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense for them to now be partners in this game.
2: Well, how many of the the presidents, the past presidents, and the vice presidents? How, I mean, really, how many of them really get along?
1: You know, that's an interesting question. I'm uh, not. Sorry, really I got to
5: leave. I got to go to work. Thank but you, right. sir.
1: Thank you for calling. Hey, in. appreciate you your no call. Problem. Okay, thank you. That thank was you. interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you know, Greg. When I thought about it, the two names that keep popping up in my head, um, and and actually this is funny because they're not Democrats, they're Republicans, mm-hmm. that I thought that people would automatically go for running mates was Jeb Bush and Charlie Chris.
3: Hmm.
1: Because Jeb Bush has that, he has that Bush feel, which is the conservative feel that everybody's still trying to hold on to if they're Republicans.
2: I don't see him. I don't see him being second fiddle to anybody, though.
1: Right, and and, and I agree, and that's why. But still, they'll make a run at him. The other person that I thought of, Charlie Crist, he has that rock star quality but because he, he's very, he, he's a very very popular governor here in
2: Florida. Yeah, but but what do do does anybody in any other states know him? What do
1: they know about him? I think if this is this his first time really holding. A, uh, well, you know, here's the thing that's funny about Charlie Crist—he's held just about every position you could hold in, in in office here in Florida. You know, he's been a senator, he's a representative, he's been the comptroller, attorney general, uh, what else? He's been all kinds of things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but you know, so he's a career—he's a career politician. But the one thing he's that that separates him from Other, like conservative type uh, candidates, is that he's not as conservative as you think. Mm -hmm. He's a people governor. He's the type of governor that you know. And I didn't actually, I didn't vote for him, but he's the type of person that you want as a governor because he listens and then he does. You know, he what and that's it. He'll listen to what he you know to to what you have to say and then he'll go by his better judgment rather than what special interests may think you know on so I'm that I'm, look i'm not endorsing him as a vice president or anything like that i'm just thinking that that was, those are the two people that came to mind
2: that's what well, that is one thing about our, our current governor mr chris he, he will do that i i i do agree I, I definitely agree with you on that but i'm just thinking on a, on a grander scale how many other people in this in this country know about him?
1: You know, I think he I think he's well known, and the reason being is because how he when he first got in office, the first thing he did was take on the insurance industry. Now, how many governors do you know will come in as a brand, you know, first day in office and say, "I'm taking the insurance industry on," oh. and that we're not gonna we're gonna save money. Because I want to put more money back in the people's pockets. So we're not spending, this budget is getting trimmed up. We're not blowing the budget up like we did last year. You know? And so here it is. You have a governor that he means what he says and he says what he means.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Brian.
1: Do you think one of the
2: Republican candidates may ask Condoleezza Rice to run as their vice president?
1: You know, that's a tricky one. I don't know if she would run now. I'll tell you it would make a very interesting race if that occurred because now the folks that are you know and and here, here this is what would make just probably the 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 absolute craziest election and don't don't misunderstand me when I say crazy. I don't say crazy in the sense of you know that i would that I'm against it but this was just it would be you know a wild election if hillary was nominated as the democratic candidate and then condoleezza rice was the running mate for the republican candidate cuz now all the bigots got to make a choice somewhere and
3: you know
2: <laughs> i i said this on our last show last on wednesday night Hillary in the republican household if if she wins the democratic um, side, she's gonna split those votes in that republican home. I guarantee you she's gonna she's gonna get some of those votes in those Republican homes that never voted Democrats before and and I say that Brian, because I received a lot of emails today from people saying. Why, this is 2008. What difference does it make if she's a woman? What difference does it make if the next president is black? I'm not looking at those issues. I'm not looking at that at all. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, how can you not? How can you not? This country has never had either one, either one before, so how can you say that you, you you're not looking at that? The media is going to, you will be forced to look at it and make a decision because yes. you're going to hear it daily
1: the media is going to feed it to you yes they're going to stuff you with it yes i mean when you think about it we're talking about it (laughs) yes so people are definitely talking about it you know it's definitely on people's minds today if you're just joining us you're listening to the abundant solutions hour and tonight's topic is is this country ready for change if you have a question or a comment or if you just want to listen into the show From your cell phone, 718-508-9600 is the number. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Greg, I I just, I don't know. When I think about the fact that, you know, we could have, you know, the first African-American president of the United States, it's almost like here, in this country, black people would have come full circle. Because here we came over on slave ships, and we were treated to the most inhumane things people could ever treat you to. We were subjected to just all kinds of harm. We basically brought ourselves up. We ran away. We stole away. We hid away. We fought away. We built away. We invented away. We got away. And we made away. And now we would be leading the very same country that considered us at one time less than human. Three fifths of a man.
2: You're not the only one thinking that.
1: I mean, that's all. And I, and I think that when you talk to people, that's definitely on their minds. Think about what that would do for are young black males that are always in trouble.
2: Well, let me let me, let me me ask this. I have to ask it, Brian. I, I, it may sound crazy, but I have to ask it. And we're all going to be asked this question. You're going to hear about it. The further we go in this and the more Obama continues to win, do you think that there may be an assassination plot on his life? I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to ask it because – What you're talking about is pure power. And just like the earlier caller that called in said, there's a lot of bigotry in this country. And a lot of people
1: are not ready for that. You know what I believe? I believe there are assassination plots on every sitting leader all the time. We just don't hear about them. Because unless they're a true credible threat, we don't hear about them. I think there's always some cook pot, you know, crazy nutcase out there talking about I'm going to kill the president. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably dozens of them out there. So I don't think it'll get any worse with him being the president. Now, having said that, absolutely, <laughs> there'll be some out there, and you'll hear about them. Mm-hmm. You know, because, of course, like, like you said, just like the caller said, and just like everybody knows, you know, uh, discrimination... And bigotry is still alive and well in this country. Yes. You know, but the true true thing is, do you also think that the other countries will look at America in a different light? Having, now, and, and understand what I'm saying, not necessarily if Hillary is president, but if you have a president named Barack Obama, what do you think that would do for the Middle East?
2: Ooh, Brian, let's let's go to the caller. Caller, are you there from the four oh seven area code?
4: Yes I'm here, thank you.
2: Yes, you have a question or a comment?
4: Yes I do. If um you do a proper study on women throughout the, the history and throughout the time, you'll see a lot of great things were implemented. A lot of great things were implemented. And I'm quite sure that if you look at the great men in our country, they will give some accreditation, if not all, to the great women. See, we are a team. God created us as a team. And even if your belief is not with God or of God or higher power, okay, just accept the fact that men and women can make a great team. It's not either or. I'm quite sure that there are plenty of times that Bill... If not a lot of the times he didn't turn to his wife and say, "Honey, what do you think?" and she said, "Well, x, y, z, and elemental p, then it was so, mm-hmm. so are we created equal? Yes, I believe so, and I know so because history have proven so. It's just a matter of taking your time, doing your studies, and you'll see like I said. Great women, great powerful movements had been started just in the minds of women, just as women protested, just as women stood by men when men protested. So can a woman run a country? Heck yeah. I believe that. Can a man uh, raise a child by himself?
1: Yes. Absolutely. You know, in other countries, it's not a huge issue whether a man or a woman run the country. Philippines have had several women uh, presidents. Even Pakistan, that's an Islamic state, they've had uh, sitting female presidents.
2: I, I really believe in this country that women have really, really been on the short side of the stick. I, I, I just really do believe that. And it's covered up time and time again in, <laughs> on television. If you watch, just pay attention. It's they're really not giving Hillary any respect. And I and I honestly believe, I'm going to say this, I honestly believe that they are afraid of her. Oh, absolutely. I believe that they are terrified of her. Yes. She's a very powerful woman. She's smart.
1: She has Bill Clinton on her side. Well, you know what it is? It's not so much as that not only are they afraid of her, they're more afraid of letting Bill back in because they knew the brand of politics that Bill carried along with him. And they feel like that if Hillary gets back in, it'll be business as usual with Bill. Well, what's and from the standpoint of, of, you know, the way that the Republican Party government has been governed, you know, where they're, you know, cutting taxes, you know, cutting taxes for the rich. Cutting them? social services for the poor.
2: But wouldn't that be the same as George Bush in office now? Wouldn't that be the same as his dad being right back in office now?
3: Amen. Oh, yes.
2: Yes,
1: absolutely. And and, and when you think about that, that's exactly why, after eight years, you had a Democrat who was able to get in office. Because think about it. you had You had, before that, you had Jimmy Carter... Before the first, before the first Bush came in, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait a minute. It was Jimmy it was Jimmy Carter? Then it was Ray. Then it was Reagan. And then it was Bush. And then it was Clinton. And then it was Bush. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. <laughs> and
3: so
2: now and it's going, going in Clinton. that it's
1: been going in those cycles because people are ready for a change. And see, this this country has changed several times, you know. And so, yeah, people are ready for a change. But the real question is, are they ready for that change?
3: That's
2: because that
1: that change has never occurred in this country. Like I said, you go over to other countries, other governments. You have uh, England. England has the Queen but have
2: they well yeah but have yeah. they ever had a a a, a dark skinned person
1: well a, a if you president? look at africa maybe you know <laughs> and i mean there's several kings over there yeah and they have and, and and the thing is over there they have kings they don't have like a president well they have presidents as well but most of the countries over there have kings and the kings rule and they want to go in you know most governments want to try to go in and create a democracy and those kings say, no, get out of here. There's no democracy. I'm the king. That's, that's what's democratic about it. I'm democratically the king. And they don't like the fact that those kings have that type of power and there's a the sole leadership authority source. So they want to break that down because, you know, for the most part, they don't want to give that re- that type of respect to one of them unless they have to. Right. You know, but in the case of women... The United States is the only country where that's still a big issue. It's, it, they make a huge deal about it.
2: Yes, they do. It's a, some men, they just, I don't understand it. They cannot,
1: I mean, they hate her. And again, I, I think if it wasn't Hillary running for president, and it was another female running for president, Condoleezza Rice, like, like if it was Condoleezza Rice or anybody, Democrat, Republican, in any other side, if it was not Hillary, there wouldn't be this big deal. But also probably wouldn't be this big buzz either. Right. Because, of course, she brings Bill's star power. Bill is the rock star president. You know what I mean? Think about it.
3: Brian,
2: he got on that, Saturday hope, Night he, Live,
1: and he went on all the shows. Yes, Brian, hold that, thought. The,
2: we'll, Brian we'll hold that thought. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Okay.
5: Treat me with understanding.
0: Treat me with respect. Drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity disease. Treat me without judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is.
3: Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity.
0: Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call one 800 662 help
2: Now, Carla, are you still there?
3: Yes.
0: Yes.
2: You know, lately we've been hearing so much talking about the the health issues and you being a woman. What do you think about a family not being able to have health care in this country? Oh, God.
4: That they can't afford it. It's very terrible. You know, I would say that, I like the idea of what Canada is doing, but I can't because that has uh, its own issues and it has a lot of ticks in it, in the system. So will anything ever be created perfect? I'm not sure. But I think closer to Canada than anything, the way they're there, just all for one and one for all health care, because this is the thing. America, we've got to understand and wake up too. Our uh, chain is only as strong as its weakest link, okay? So if you're not going to export the poor out of here, if you're not going to jungle us all up and, and, and tie us all up and, and send us somewhere, and as long as we're part of America, we're part of this chain. And if you don't have health, you can't work. You can't work, you're going to depend on something. And if you don't want us depending on the government, then doggone it, give us some health. Let us be able to go and check our teeth out, get our eyes done, so we can have strength to work, which means work means dollars. Dollars mean what? A better economic system in this place. Caller, Brian,
2: question. Did you see that Kerry endorsed Obama?
1: Yes, you know, that was pretty interesting because... But,
2: But let me say this. Did you see Lieberman endorse a Republican?
1: Wow, now that one I hadn't heard about. <laughs> but go you know, ahead. I, I'll, I'll say this. You have a lot of politics going on here. You have a lot of politics going on. And, you know, it's it's hard to say just which side is playing which side, you know. Because this could be, you know, all these different people on one side, endorsing Obama publicly just to get folks who've never voted, who are those bigoted type people, to go out and vote against him. But what does that say about Kerry endorsing
2: Obama? And we're thinking, everybody's thinking, Kerry is going to
1: endorse Edwards. You know, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think that Kerry and Edwards were really on a friendly page after his, after he, they lost. You know, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that they kind of fell out of friendship. Because you really didn't see, you know, because you have to also remember, Kerry and Edwards were adversaries. See, this is the same thing where I talked about with Obama and Clinton, and why I don't think that they will run as a team if the, uh, either side loses. Mm-hmm see Edwards ran against Kerry for the Democratic no- nomination and last in the last election so I don't really see him saying okay I think Edwards is the guy because he, you got to remember Edwards didn't say a whole lot of favorable things toward Kerry you know he said this guy doesn't have the answers I got the answers this guy's crazy I'm not you know so like I said it's a lot of politics going on it's all it's about It's really, what it really should be about is about the issues. And right now, there's just mudslinging. Because pretty much nobody really knows the issue. Brian, question. Yes. Sorry to cut you off.
2: In the chapter, the question is that doesn't Kerry seem like a traitor to Edwards, though? Absolutely. You would think that
1: because they ran as running mates at one time
2: when i saw that i i'm, I'm really it floored me I was, oh my goodness what and then you see i think it was just yesterday that it happened right
1: yes yeah i was actually more surprised that he didn't endorse hillary now see but again you have these backyard politics going on so you're not really sure who's in you know you're not really sure of the motives you know, you're not sure. I mean, when you think about it, you have certain people. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, Hillary had a female senator endorse her,
3: mm-hmm.
1: who was a Democrat. It's a lot of games being played. You know, why endorse her now? Is it was it was it in response to Kerry's endorsement of Obama? Was it in response to uh, Obama getting endorsements from?
2: A lot of the labor
1: unions in, you know, in Las Vegas and Nevada. Do you,
2: or do you think Hillary's, Hillary's team is playing, do you think they're
1: playing the, the gender card?
3: Absolutely.
1: See, all cards are on the table in this race. Because the thing about it is, if you don't win the primary, you don't get a shot at the election. So, of course, they're playing all the cards, every card they can play. Another question. You know, whether it's just staged or whether it's just, okay, this person did it, let's respond to it in this way.
2: Another question. Yes. Does the mudslinging seem worse on the Democratic side right now? It does. Yes. I, I, I agree with that. And, and the thing is, and another question is, why is that? I think the Republicans are, are sitting back waiting.
1: You know, the They're Republicans, when you think about it, the Republicans are basically running, and they have a platform that they want to run on. They want to keep the military strong. They want to fight the war on terror. The Democrats, so far, the biggest thing that I've heard from the Democrats, and I'm a Democrat, and it kind of saddens me, their whole thing is to get the Republican Party out and stop the war. Right? Mm -hmm. But what are your values? No, what's your plan? What's your plan? Yes. If we had to get, you know, when, when you think about the Congress and when the Democrats uh, took hold of Congress last year, you know, the first thing that they did was they raised taxes. And then the second thing they did was they said, we're going to put up a timetable to get out of Iraq-, Iraq. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, how do you do that? What, 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 I mean, okay, we're there, right? Albeit we're there. We shouldn't have gone, in my opinion, until we knew that there were weapons of mass destruction, until we had credible evidence. We still have not found weapons of mass destruction there, at least on the scale that they were talking about.
2: But you know what, Brian? I really believe that the Republicans are going to sit, and they're letting the Democratic side right now that's doing all the fighting and doing all the talking – I believe that they're going to let them back themselves in a hole with bashing the president and his plan. Yes.
1: And yes. At, at, yes.
2: at the last moment when, you, when they least expect it, they're going to ask the question, what's your plan? Explain your plan. And I don't think they can. Right. How do you get out of Iraq is one of the questions. Yeah, I was
1: just about to say I hit that question.
2: How, how do we get you? out of Iraq? How can, how can you? Know, the entire the entire world is watching right now.
1: See, here's how the thing: you, if we leave, leave Iraq, it'll be just like when we left Afghanistan after we helped the Mujahideen. Who, uh, uh, when Russia was invading Afghanistan, or whoever it was, I can't remember. But when they were invading Afghanistan, and the government helped the Mujahideen defeat them by training their soldiers, and of course, guess who was one of the Mujahideen? It was Osama bin Laden. Go figure. You know, they left them. Once they once they figured they were done, they left them. And, of course, now we have the Taliban, which were the remnants of the Mujahideen and all that. So, here it is. And, and I'm reading again. He says, the CIA told us that they had credible evidence. Yes. Well, we already know that. That's just on, you know, uh, you know and i'm reading this stuff and i'm laughing to myself is if we if we just left how many would die it would be a
2: bloodbath it would be a bloodbath and it it would would just be
1: it would be no different than how uh lebanon had been taken over and of course if we left iraq iran would just move in and then we'd have to fight them over the oil. So there's no way that the United States is leaving Iraq anytime soon. I say, at, at best, we're there 10 years from the time we went in. So I say we're going to be there at least another five years. I Even if they I decided like to I move that. the troops today, once the stories of the bloodbath and the bloodshed came out, and that Iraq was basically imploding upon themselves, gas prices would go sky high, and the best interest of the government would be shot because now all the terrorists are going to be going where to Iraq, because now they'll say, "Look, we got the 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 United States out, you know you know and yes, we are our brothers' keepers." But you got to remember that the United States is the United States. We need to protect our interests here at home first, and then abroad. You can't just go out and police the world because we're not the world police. Although we may try to be that. Greg, we got about two minutes. Any last thoughts?
2: I tell you what. This 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 election. I think the entire world is watching this particular election. This election here is is probably the most important that we've ever had and to have a woman that could possibly win and to have an African American that could possibly win (laughs) everything is going to be out on the table this thing is going to get out it's going to be dirty it's going to get dirty
1: how about this one Greg this is something we had not talked about I know we only have a minute left how about if a Mormon wins
2: oh boy (laughs) <laughs> we uh we we it and I say oh, boy to say it's not gonna stop this thing is it's gonna turn into a circus and it's just gonna be one of those
1: things. Yes, you see, I mean that's something we really didn't talk a whole lot about, but most people, for that simple fact, aren't gonna vote for Mitt Romney.
2: And and Brian, let me say this in this the last question. I know we have a minute. Would Obama, is a question coming out of the chat room, would Obama have the weight of the death on his shoulders?
1: Absolutely. How can he win if he come in? He's coming in. But, see, you've got you to think about it. That's why George Bush was reelected, because they wanted him to finish the job. Yes. Now, some, it's like saying you hire a contractor, and he wants to leave before the job is done, but he's already been paid. You want him to finish the job. And if he can't finish the job, you want somebody else to come in and finish the job. You don't want somebody else who's going to pull out and say, no, we're just going to tear all this out. Because that's not the job that you've paid for. And believe me, we have paid for a rock. <laughs> you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. You know, Greg,
2: I think,
1: I think we need to do a show like this again.